This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. are wondering who is doing the primary pressuring of corporate America to pursue the road of ESG and the road of sustainability and development goals, well, you need to understand the strength, power, and influence of BlackRock and its founder, Larry Fink. The retirement savings and investment accounts of millions of Americans are being used to pressure corporate Americans into adopting the left's climate agenda and divisive racial politics. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, has been becoming steadily eco-fascist and ethno-fascist for years. And during that time, BlackRock has been putting pressure on public companies to comply with a set of principles that read like they were written by the Green New Deal, Black Lives Matter, or other totalitarian neo-Marxists. BlackRock, The U.S. company, which became the first global group to gain approval for a wholly owned Chinese mutual fund business in June, said it closed fundraising a week earlier than expected and brought in more than 110,000 investors into its first wholly owned Chinese mutual fund. Blackmark's move is part of a wider push by international finance into China's rapidly growing 19 trillion asset management market even in the face of rising geopolitical tensions with the U.S. This has been happening because BlackRock is becoming increasingly the arm of the Chinese interests in corporations across the United States and the world, and vice versa. And with BlackRock's current manipulation of installing ESG directives in corporate and financial markets across the United States, BlackRock will hamper the growth of U.S.-based companies who will have to abide or obey by ESG practices, while China does not. China, of course, is a hegemonic nation. China is totalitarian. China is racist. The G in ESG for China is hardly assumed. You must obey the government. Social justice? Well, golly, China couldn't care less about anyone except for the Chinese people and Chinese interests. Environmental? Well... China will just give a few words and completely ignore any climate directives. That's what China does. Which leaves the companies in the United States at a distinct competitive disadvantage to Chinese companies. But this is exactly what Larry Fink and BlackRock intend on doing. Giving the competitive advantage to China by way of the climate justice or environmental justice road. In his annual letter to chief executives... BlackRock chairman and CEO Larry Fink wrote that, quote, climate change has become a defining factor in companies' long-term prospects, but awareness is rapidly changing, and I believe we are on the edge of a fundamental reshaping of finance, end quote. So in a stewardship expectations report released last week, BlackRock essentially doubled down on its woke capitalism pressure campaign, saying it would increase the pressure it puts on companies on environmental and racial issues. In the report, 
BlackRock issued the order to U.S. companies to disclose the racial, ethnic, and gender makeup of their employees, as well as measures they're taking to advance diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, in other words, the BlackRock CEO Larry Fink is insisting that every corporation adopt the tenets of critical race theory and intersectionality in order to continue to do business, raise capital, or tap needed credit resources. Now, BlackRock stated after this report, quote, we are raising our expectations in the context of regional norms, onboard, and workforce ethnic and gender diversity. BlackRock, which controls $7.8 trillion of assets, holds hundreds of meetings with corporate leaders in which executives are grilled on how they are complying with BlackRock's diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda. I'm going to read from their 2020 stewardship report, and it states this. Quote, this year, we held 750 engagements with companies on topics related to HCM, human capital management, an increase of 187% from the same period last year. In our engagements, we seek to understand how a company's board and management considers issues such as inclusion and diversity, employee development and retention, labor practices, safe working conditions, customer welfare and satisfaction, and community relations, end quote. BlackRock also pushes its left-wing climate agenda in high-level meetings, voting against non-compliant boards and letting laggards know they're on watch. And so BlackRock states this, quote, In 2020, we identified 244 companies that were making insufficient progress integrating climate risk into their business models or disclosures. Of these companies, we took voting action against 53 or 22%. We have put the remaining 191 companies on watch. Those that do not make significant progress risk voting action against management in 2021. This year, we had more than 1,200 engagements with companies on environmental topics, including climate risk, nearly four times the number in the prior year. These engagements span topics including board oversight of climate risk management, adaption strategies for the transition to a low-carbon economy, climate-related disclosure frameworks, environmental impact management, and operational sustainability. You know, waste, water, energy use, efficiency, packing, um, products, life cycle management, supply chain-related environmental impacts, and deforestation risks. So maybe you're starting to understand this. If you're wondering why every company across the world from those that are making Oreo cookies, or those that are selling gas, or those that are selling cars, or those that are selling whatever widget it may be, that they have all jumped on the social justice bandwagon, why they're all going absolutely nuts for climate justice. Just follow the money, or the control. Because if you don't do exactly what BlackRock wants, and they are majorly invested in you, then expect to be voted down at the next leadership meeting. That means they'll try to make sure that they get their people on to oppose you and get you out. So their agenda is followed. That's how it works. Now, BlackRock also wrote in its report, quote, where we believe companies are not moving with sufficient speed and urgency, our most frequent course of action will be to hold directors accountable by voting against their reelection. So like I was just saying before, 
If you don't step up and do exactly what BlackRock wants you to do in regards to ESG, diversity, equity, inclusion, climate justice, if you don't do exactly what they want and they have a major investment in your company or organization, then they're going to seek to displace you. So what are they going to do? They're going to play the tunes they want, the music that they want, and they're going to tell you, dance, boy, dance. This is corporate slavery. So BlackRock is stating that where it holds shares and investments, it will bully companies and their leadership, that it is invested in to join the woke corporate mob. And you'll do it with a smile on your face. You'll take it and you'll like it. And as well, you better become a disciple of it. Or else, we're coming after you. If you do what BlackRock orders you to do to join the woke Nazi party, you'll be fine. If you don't, you will be humiliated. And then you're out. So when BlackRock speaks, companies tend to listen. And there are a lot of companies that are under BlackRock's thumb. In its expectations report, BlackRock even brags about how it has pressured boards of companies into adopting racial quotas. Quote, 41% of companies where we voted against directors for diversity reasons in 2019 increased their board diversity in the following year. End quote. In other words, they basically put a money gun up to your head and told you you either do what we want you to do or you're out. There's no debate. There's no discussion. Remember, this was back in 2019 when people were just starting to figure out what critical race theory is, what intersectionality is, what the whole game is that we at Sovereign Nations unveiled. So again, what you're seeing is we can look, we can talk all day that we want about the origins of critical race theory. We can talk about Marxism. We can talk about all these other things. But what it really comes down to is who's going to put the pressure on everyone? Who's going to be the ones that actually, as opposed to the wine and cocktail and the private parties of the World Economic Forum that you pay to get into? Well, BlackRock's paying to get into you, into your corporation, and where enormous amounts of money are flowing, that as well is going to affect where the giving is. But BlackRock is also promising to monitor the political activities of public companies to make sure that they are not supporting conservative political positions on climate regulation or race-based policies. So BlackRock states this, quote, We will now seek confirmation from companies through engagement or disclosure that their corporate political activities are consistent with their public statements on material and strategic policy issues, end quote. So what BlackRock is telling the hundreds and hundreds of massive companies that it is invested in is that BlackRock is telling those companies how to politically align themselves. So in other words, as opposed to us being concerned about your best practices in your business, your fund management, uh, making sure that you have return on investment, no, instead BlackRock is concerned about how you vote, how much you're involved in social justice, how you are pushing critical race theory and everything, that's the tune that they're going to tell you you have to dance to now. It's not about how successful you are just in regards to your fund management, not just in regards to your return on investment, 
BlackRock continues, and I quote, quote, Moreover, we expect companies to monitor their positions taken by trade associations of which they are active members on such issues for consistency on major policy positions and to provide explanation where inconsistencies exist. So some of its more recent pressure campaigns on companies and organizations would be as follows. For instance, Supporting shareholder proposals to force an Australian energy company to review advocacy activities undertaken by its industry associations related to economic stimulus measures in response to COVID-19 restrictions and to suspend membership in associations whose activities and lobbying are not in line with the company's commitment to the Paris Climate Accord, end quote. Now, understand that's in Australia. So as well, BlackRock is of course, manipulating things in Australia. And this was in response to COVID-19 restrictions and making sure that everybody's in line with their COVID-19 restrictions because this is all about climate. It's about your ESG. Next, Blackhawk was supporting shareholder proposals that would force disclosure on a potential gender and ethnicity pay gap from U.S. tech giant Oracle. Also, Blackholder was supporting a shareholder proposal seeking to force Cintas Corporation, a U.S.-based company that provides specialized corporate products and services, to issue a report on its political contributions. The goal of such proposals is frequently to pressure companies out of supporting conservative causes. So now you're seeing why capital has been moving more in the direction of woke capital. And not just woke capital, but also in the Democratic National Committee, as well as those Republicans that are willing to dance to the same tune. And that's why you see these rhino Republicans, and we could name off a a list of them, that are basically supporting the exact same things, but of course wearing a different face, another mask, and still reporting to be under the Republican Party. You need to watch out for them. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that BlackRock chief Larry Fink was a major backer of Joe Biden's campaign for the White House. And it is BlackRock that is sending people from its offices into the Biden administration. As the New York Post reports, quote, forget government sacks. It's BlackRock that's shaping up to become Wall Street's new elephant inside the White House. President-elect Joe Biden is raising eyebrows with chatter that he's poised to name two executives from BlackRock, the asset management colossus headed by billionaire Larry Fink, with more than $7 trillion in holdings for top posts on his economic team. It has been many decades since a financial company sought to so openly influence American policy and control corporate decision-making in the way that BlackRock has. For the most part, Americans rejected the idea that the likes of John Pierport Morgan or the Rockefellers should wield tremendous influence over business, society, and government. We tend to prefer democratic to plutocratic rule, to have environmental and civil rights rules established through the democratic process rather than emerge from behind closed doors of financiers. But the new woke capitalism is an affront to that tradition. And given how close BlackRock is to the incoming administration, it is unlikely to meet much resistance from the White House over the next few years. End quote. So, 
In the past, you would normally look at Republicans as being those that are controlled by larger financial markets, by corporations, and so forth. No, not in this age. It's woke capitalism. It's woke corporations. It's woke financiers. And it's funny that those same woke financiers would gladly invest and gladly do business with China, who is hegemonic and racist and is polluting a million times more than we are right now, while they come over to the United States to do things that would actually depress our economy. Well, it should be no surprise that Larry Fink and BlackRock are also coming into your gas tank. Or better stated, they want to eliminate your gas tank. Because BlackRock is a control mechanism that is dressed in costume as an environmental zealot who wants to eliminate the fossil fuels that have powered prosperity in the United States. And they are now using infiltration tactics to make oil giants embrace alternative energy. Just like they did when they were talking about it before, where BlackRock would be listening and hearing where you're going with things. And if you're not doing exactly what they want you to do, then they will come in and oppose your leadership and make sure that you're out. So in a historic move, Larry Fink's BlackRock played a major role in installing two climate change activists onto ExxonMobil's board of directors. And in taking two seats on Exxon's board, they are trying to move Exxon out of the fossil fuel petroleum industry and into renewable energy. And then think about this. As I said on Monday, BlackRock's power move is to change the automotive industry forever. Again, they're trying to change the automotive industry forever. BlackRock wants to get rid of car ownership and the independent way that we travel. So they developed this thing called Face Drive to eliminate car ownership and Uber, which they said that Uber was creating too much pollution. And as I said in the Yahoo Finance article that I read on Monday, and I'll go back to it, quote, Face Drive a tech-driven, multi-vertical, next-gen company with an ESG-focused portfolio that just pulled off a major coup with the acquisition of Washington, D.C.-based Steer, a high-end electric vehicle subscription service that plans to get even more electric vehicles on the road, and even to upend the way that we think about car ownership altogether. And this isn't the only vertical that ties FaceDrive into a multi-billion dollar industry. It's tied to the $5 trillion global transportation industry, the $9 trillion healthcare industry, the $850 billion airline industry, the $600 billion major league sports industry, and the $26 billion food delivery segment. From the world's first carbon offset ride-sharing platform to an electric vehicle subscription service, FaceDrive is rethinking the entire concept of car ownership. And ESG investors, like BlackRock, are loving it. The article goes on. Quote, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink says that, quote, awareness is rapidly changing and I believe we are on the edge of a fundamental reshaping of finance. End quote. That's a multi-trillion dollar reshaping of finance. And this is exactly where FaceDrive steps up to the plate and where giants like Uber and Lyft failed. Uber and Lyft, in BlackRock's mind, disrupted the 100-year-old taxi dynasty completely. 
but they ignored the growing sustainability trend. They created more pollution, in Larry Fink's eyes, than they displaced. And in terms of governance, they spent most of their time butting heads with local authorities and their own drivers. FaceDrive from Larry Fink saw the gaps and created a roadmap for the ride-hailing future. It was the first to offer riders a choice of electric vehicles and hybrids, and the first to plant trees to offset carbon footprints. It's the first carbon offset offering in this entire space. But that was only the beginning. When you combine the $5 trillion global transportation industry with an energy industry whose renewable sector is growing dramatically, you get one of the most lucrative marriages of industry yet. Face Drive's Steer, backed by an Exelon subsidiary, is planning the biggest disruption the private automobile industry has seen in decades. In its plan to disrupt the auto industry, Steer offers a seamless, hassle-free technology that gives subscribers access to their own virtual garage of low-emissions vehicles and electric vehicles, the kind of vehicles that BlackRock and Larry Fink want you to drive. As a matter of fact, they want to force you to drive them, and if you don't, it'll affect your ESG score. Do you see how this works? Larry Fink and BlackRock want to disrupt the automobile industry. They want to end your way of being able to independently, on your own volition, to decide how you're going to go from point A to point B. They want to disrupt the oil and gas industry. They want to tell you how you're going to live your life. BlackRock is making decisions on how you're going to live the rest of your life. Further proof of this is what BlackRock is doing to the home market. Maybe you've heard about this. BlackRock is among several high-powered firms pushing working families out of the housing market and into rentals, and they're depriving them of the capital and the opportunity to build credit and equity independently. According to a Wall Street Journal report, BlackRock is purchasing entire neighborhoods and converting single-family homes into rentals, while in cities like Houston, investors like Fink account for one quarter of home purchases permanent capital, like that from firms like BlackRock, are killing the dream of home ownership and giving us a nightmare of dispossession. And the impetus for firms to mass purchase housing is to underwrite pensions and pad their books by spiking housing prices. And these actions will only accelerate the next housing bubble to burst, as it did a decade ago. And they will substantially and home ownership as we know it. Especially as we have an ever-increasing and ever-problematic inflationary cycle. So BlackRock is leveraging its strong position in companies to change transportation, to manipulate the housing market, to leverage the Chinese, to manipulate our political landscape, to force corporations to develop radically woke ESG, diversity, inclusion, and equity guidelines. And you know what else they're doing? This is affecting me personally. They're influencing travel. And they're taking up strong shareholder positions within major cruise lines like Carnival Corporation, which includes Princess, Costa, and Cunard. They're involved in Royal Caribbean, which includes celebrity cruises, like with NCL and the region cruise lines. 
and pushing all of them to adopt ESG guidelines as well as the UN Agenda 2030 Sustainable Development Guidelines. And also to force vaccinations. And if you recall, it was the cruise line industry that actually led everyone in terms of forcing vaccinations. And believe me, I was fighting hard against that. And BlackRock is heavy in the air travel industry as well, with Unita, Delta, and other carriers. And now you start to get the picture. It isn't just the non-mandates from Biden. It is pressure from BlackRock, who is heavily invested in your company to support Biden as if he is the dictator. But BlackRock is basically calling many of the shots at the White House and at the World Economic Forum, and with China, and is doing all of this for BlackRock's advantage to disrupt and dismantle the United States, to disrupt and dismantle our way of life. And many other large companies are getting on board with these trends as well. And of course, there are other players that are involved that are doing this too, Open Societies Foundations, and of course, as I've already previously mentioned, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, they're all involved. Well, because this is a trend, and ESG and woke capital is where the momentum is. Because BlackRock is building something. Just as the World Economic Forum is building something. Another China. Another Belt and Road. And they have you under their thumb, under BlackRock's rules, which are fully integrated into the plans and purposes of the World Economic Forum of the United Nations. As a matter of fact, by the way, Larry Fink is on the World Economic Forum Board of Trustees. And remember that the World Economic Board of Trustees serves as the guardian of the World Economic Forum's missions and values, which is corporatism, government international socialism, corporate fascism, the end of human liberty. So you have to start speaking, reading, joining with groups around you that care about liberty and care about freedom and care about not just the sovereignty of nations. But they also need to care about human autonomy. And you'd better do it now. We don't have long. But we have no other choice. We must win. I'm Michael O'Fallon. And this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic.